hello, uh, listeners. <laughs> we have a very unique setup today. It's just me and Sebastian, as you probably noticed from the title, and we are zooming in to each other from quarantine uh, to give a special episode 10. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get a microphone to any guest, and it would have been incredibly hard to set up like a three mic thing it uh, took, virtually. It took me like an hour to figure out how to do this, so it would have been impossible <laughs> for a guest. Uh, so here we are, and we're going to uh, try this out with just us, just to be able to put some sort of podcast out. And honestly, a little bit for me, because I haven't had much social connection these days. It's been... Uh, it's been rough. It's been rough. I uh, agree. It's like I'm w- very used to going out on the weekends. Uh, I've kind of uh, spoiled myself, at least. Uh, so it's very strange. But spring break was a stay inside, read and watch movies type uh, vibe. So. Yeah, just uh, you guys could think of us as like scuffed TMG now, like just <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just can totally copy their style. You know what we need? The, like, auto-tune thing that they use. Have you ever listened to yeah. the one where they do that? Yeah. That's so sick. <laughs> I want to find how We need a they... soundboard so we can get clips. Yeah, however they auto-tune them. themselves and just... That'd be sick. But, yeah, I guess uh, first topic. I know we're tr- going to try not to talk about... Uh, the virus. I know everyone's heard too much about it already. Yeah, I personally it's, it's, don't it's like constant. hearing about it. We'll talk about it because it yeah. needs to be brought up. But, you know, uh, since it's accelerated significantly since the last time we recorded a podcast, I know in Hannah's episode we were just like, oh, you know, sorry about this. And then we moved on. But, you know, now it's just kind of all pervading. Uh, and obviously school is virtual, uh, which is weird and i think they're they're figuring it out though i mean they're 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 doing well i think i don't know yeah i don't know how like finals and assessments are gonna look for this last quarter but um so far it's been pretty good uh yeah and we're getting word from ap on friday which is when this should go out uh to see what the heck ap is gonna do with the 45 minute at home assessments open note uh significantly shorter it's going to be a very strange off year for the college board but yes everyone's had to adjust uh man imagine how many deadlines are getting like screwed up like okay so like imagine you're like you got in trouble for something you didn't do or like you're like in like a really bad court case like you've been preparing like three years to face the jury for this manslaughter case you've got it all down packed your lawyers you've got your attorneys everyone's with you to like like help your morale and you've been preparing this immaculate like speech and now <laughs> now your trial that's been delayed for three years you can't go to what what like what how does Dude, that that's kind of suspiciously specific there <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sorry uh I've, are you i've are, been preparing are you, are you? Now imagine you have nine counts of manslaughter. <laughs> Actually, Nanan didn't slip down the stairs. Because, <laughs> uh. like, no, I, and you see stories, like, across the board. It's just one of those things that has been affecting 
kind of every facet of everyone's lives. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's also a thing that I feel like media, like podcasts and Netflix and whatever you do to entertain yourself should be somewhat of an escape from this. And so I can't bear to sit around and watch the news all day as much as it's, you know, helpful to receive tips from the health experts. Just hearing them talk about coronavirus constantly is just I can't deal with it. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm sure overall mental health at the end of this is going to be significantly lower because, you know, no one can really interact with people besides through a screen. Yeah. And hearing the news about it uh, all the time doesn't help that. So, right. I mean, I think it's important to stay informed. However, I think that there's limitations to that. If you're glued to whatever news site you like all day, then I don't know. I feel like your overall quality of life will diminish much more rapidly than the rest right. of us. I had like a weird uptick in mental health health sorry when quarantine began because i was taking some me time and my life basically just slowed down because before i was like going at 100 miles an hour you know school every day stuff on the weekends and then suddenly quarantine hit and i was just like waking up in the morning eating my breakfast reading a book going outside for a walk so Mm. i actually felt for those first few days like a bit of relief but now I do feel it quite feels lonely like, at times. No, I agree. I think that uh, what's really important for – I'm not some sort of guru, but for what people are doing, I think that it's really important to not try and plan what you're going to do after quarantine. Rather, yeah. b- before you do that – assess what you have been doing assess yeah. how your life has been going. i've actually i've kept a journal uh every day since last saturday uh so or no, the saturday before sorry i kept it throughout spring break and i'm still trying to to do that and i you know half of it is i'll preserve my thoughts about coronavirus because maybe in 50 years i'll want to be like oh what was going on when that big pandemic hit me in the 11th yeah, grade like you but you kids think you're bored check this out yeah <laughs> check out my journal from but <laughs> the other half of it is just uh documenting things i've done every day to kind of keep my sanity and also to keep checks on myself yeah so that i can like plan to do things <laughs> and otherwise i feel like spring break just kind of when I'm in, I was inside at my house, not inside at my house. I was in and around my house all of spring break. So without kind of keeping track of what I was doing, it would have all just kind of bled together. I keep on, uh, like recently I keep on thinking about, you know, like the shining, the movie, like, I mean, (laughs) cabin fever. Yeah. Yeah. He's stuck in that hotel and he just kills his whole family (laughs) or tries to (laughs) at least. I mean, more deaths from deranged fathers <laughs> killing their own family than from coronavirus is going to be the headline. <laughs> Man, could you imagine that? Like everyone just like gets like extreme cabin fever, like just like can't take being inside anymore. Well, I wrote it in my journal yesterday. I definitely felt some at least towards my sister yesterday and i'm always kind of annoyed with her but yesterday but yesterday i just wanted to kill her (laughs) i was sharpening the axe uh no but you know i was in class and she just starts ringing the doorbell like 
30 times in a row because she comes next door and does her classes. And I guess hers finished before mine did. So she came back and she was at the front door. Mind you, there's another door she could have used to enter the house and unlock it herself, but it's farther away. Yeah, couldn't she have like gone through the garage or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, But she was just sitting at the front door, frantically ringing the doorbell. Just... Got my dog all riled up. I had to like <laughs> mute myself immediately. Just a constant. <laughs> and ding, I was ding, looking ding, at ding. her through the window and I was like, go around. And she was like, come open it. I was like, I'm in class. That <laughs> It really pissed me off. Yeah, I have to say, dude, how many? Oh man, you know how there's like, like, like stream fails and like, uh, like Twitch fails and all that. Right. Yeah. You could you imagine like the compilations of like Zoom class fails? Like <laughs> I know. Like what do you? Th- what kind of there crazy hasn't been things? enough? Because I know some people were posting uh, videos of their like Zooms and yeah. interesting things that have happened, but I felt like there would be more. I I don't know. I haven't been on TikTok for like a month, so maybe that's where. No, most there's of them are. definitely got to be some crazy stuff happening. Like, what do you what do you think would be like the most outrageous thing to see happen, like in a Zoom class? <laughs> I mean, I mean, stream fails. Like the the most outrageous is probably when like people get robbed. Yeah, yeah. Oh my streaming. god! Can you imagine yeah. a teacher getting swatted? <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, the that few Zoom insane. ones that I've seen have been pretty tame. It's either like someone posts the code for it online and someone else joins and then like screams the N word or something. Oh my god! Or like, Actually, uh, and then leaves. I I think that's happened. And then I saw Jeez. one where he was like drinking out of a water bottle, but you could only see the tip coming up. And the teacher thought it was a vape and started yelling at him. Uh, but that's the. <laughs> Those are the two ones that I can actually think of. That needs to be a trend. Everyone get like water bottles and kind of put them at the trick, bottom of trick your screen. Trick your teachers. <laughs> Fun prank. And do the thing where you you like chew on your, the air in your mouth to try yeah. and like produce steam. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like vaping. Yeah, it's just like you just see a bunch of like kids like like chipmunks in the class like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought about that because, you know, there's no bathroom to go to in the middle of class anymore to do like nefarious activities, nefarious activities with your friends. So you're just going to have to vape alone now. That's that's the, my biggest concern uh, during quarantine is those Why, poor, Gavin, poor freshmen. You a, you a no, the poor vapor? freshmen, man. Oh, They're, the poor, poor freshmen. The, they don't the, get to oh, no. socialize. The bathrooms won't smell like mince pods anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> that's why God created this, uh, to cleanse the bathrooms. <laughs> Maybe that is why, you know, maybe we've just been struck down and God's just sort of saying, yo, what, what is class of 2023 doing? Like, what is going on? We need to fix that. Let's correct them. Well, actually I've seen, I saw another tweet today that was like, we're uh, set for a larger hurricane season in 2020. And the tweet was like, yeah, God is fed up with us for something. What did we do? (laughs) Like the... The universe is sending karma our direction. I don't know. Just like there's been a lot of like chaos. I mean, like I remember a lot of people thought 2017 was a bad year. And then 2018 was like kind of a worse (laughs) year. And then 2019 was just so bland. And then there was so much like political drama, like the threat of World War Three and all that. Right. And now. (laughs) No, that was 2020. That was January. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's all this year. Like the worst. Oh, stuff. so what happened in 2019? Was 2019 Nothing. a bad year? No, I don't. I I mean, I didn't really think so. I thought 2019 was pretty I'm good. Sure, but I'm sure every some year, people died or something. What dominates know. the end of the year is like leaving this year in the past. It sucked, mm-hmm. and it's like there's never going to be a year where people are like. This year was awesome. I don't want to leave. Because <laughs> like, people like to complain more than they like to enjoy. Obviously. I mean, yeah. But there's always just this weird sense that, like, next year is going to be my year. And then every year you say yeah, that. Yeah, and then because... you, you kind of forget after a month. And then you just go into the same mundane pattern and complain about nothing happening. Years. Even it's all you. Oh you make the change. Voice crack. Voice crack. Cutting that out. Uh, I, I was like, years? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say that years are a social construct, so there's like no actual year yeah. that exists. We just created years. Yeah. So there's no when you say twenty twenty is bad, like it who decided that a year was as much time as the earth revolves around the sun? It could have been, you know, as, as much time as five revolutions and then you'd be saying or like the as much 20, time as like 2005 was bad you know yeah or like wait who, no wait what is 2020 divided by five <laughs> <laughs> what is 20 divided by five no 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 2020 oh because <laughs> i said 2005 because <laughs> for some reason i yeah for the year 404 was a bad year. <laughs> oh man! Or like I don't even know what I was where I was trying to go yeah. with that. I was just thinking <laughs> about po- how this podcast is mainly just for our social interaction, our sanity. <laughs> um, that's what I, I I that's what I was thinking about. I was get through a push so I can podcast mm. and have the first real conversation with someone outside of my family that i've had in two weeks yeah so this is nice i think that this is offered a nice opportunity for like if you have like a hobby that's like kind of like you do alone it's offered a nice opportunity for that like i i don't know if biking's a hobby but it's certainly a great time i've been biking every day like i've i've biked across the ravenel and like up to sullivan's like most days out of the week yeah reading has become my bit my big thing really so, big yeah bookworm now right it happens you have any good reads? every summer and like every uh time i get a break where i'm not mm-hmm. doing anything but during school i i never read for pleasure are but... they are they like are you reading like are you actually holding books or like audiobooks no holding books what what have you had any it's good my, reads it's what lately? i prefer well i read like half of uh that book the plague because it's very topical Mm. and it was okay it just kind of got boring Mm because it was like a little too much literature and not enough plot Mm -hmm. so i switched over and i just like went on my bookshelf and read the prince of tides by pat conroy which is he's like from charleston or whatever so that's why we had the book and it was pretty good what's it about it's like this guy who grew up in the South Carolina low country with like a brother and a twin sister and they just had like a really traumatic childhood Mm. and so his sister tries to kill him kill herself so like he goes to her psychiatrist and tells the psychiatrist 
all the stories of their childhood and yeah, like why it was heavy. so messed up. Jeez. But it, it was interesting, and he writes like really well. So he really conveyed know. the plot well. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of you know. I don't know. Lyrical I'm prose. Trying kind of just trying to say literature words i don't really read that much <laughs> I, I listen to audiobooks a lot though yeah i i I, I sense you're more of a non-fiction guy i i am i i enjoy hearing the real stories um right. i don't know i i kind of feel like like sort of like an incel saying i i, I listen to audiobooks because it's like because <laughs> <laughs> it's like i i don't know i feel like it's sort of like a plebeian like Oh, you're too lazy to actually read a boomer millennial bad kind of thing, but I, I that's one thing that I kind of agree with, like the whole millennial bad, like you don't know it's how just, to read. It's just a podcast. I, <laughs> it's just like easier. I feel says. like, but I mean, I still think that oh, it's obviously it's much just... more like valuable for me, or uh, or like how I think of it is like. It's probably much more valuable for me to actually pick up a book and read it rather than listen to one. But well, I don't here's know. here's what I will say. I think nonfiction probably works better as an audiobook because reading a physical nonfiction book to me just feels like way too professor vibes. Mm-hmm. So I'd almost rather sit in my car and listen to a nonfiction book. But the problem for me reading a fiction audiobook is that I will tune out some of it and then come back and I won't know what the heck is going on. Yeah, I think the only like the only books I like read that are not like that I don't listen to are I mean pro- just for school. Books for school. Yeah. yeah. What are uh, what do you think do you have any other like fun uh quarantine activities for those who are at home to like all right. do? Uh well, I spent lots of spring break washing my house with a pressure washer which what's satisfying i bet yes it might not sound fun but if you get like a really dirty spot and it comes off really cleanly oh my god you ever gone on like oddly satisfying yeah videos? i've That's seen those yeah pressure washing physically it's just you literally just erase the dirt. It's so beautiful, man. That sounds. Uh, but nice. it does get boring after a little while. But I had music in and I was vibing. So yeah, I, I mean, like pressure wash the deck and stuff. I don't know if it's just like me, but I've always kind of felt this way. But like more recently than ever, kind of just because I've had nothing to do. Once you get into like a, I guess it kind of applies to anything, but specifically for chores once you start doing them i find it oddly relaxing like i i was oh yeah i was making my bed yesterday and i was just listening to like music and man (laughs) i felt like i was having a really good time even though it was such a mundane activity i don't know for me doing room chores and cleaning stuff is the easiest way to get into the flow state that i like to talk about because you know, where you just like are completely focused on the activity at hand and you yeah. feel yeah. uh it, like lots of productivity. I can't ever get that with homework because I'm always distracted by something. Like at least half of my brain is taken up by something else. It really Maybe. takes a lot for me to do that right. too. Like I have to I have to give it like a good like half an hour to forty five minutes before I can really start like 
just maybe like with tests. Yeah, maybe, maybe with like tests. Studying, I get in it a studying, little bit. I can studying, do it. Yeah, yeah. But the easiest way to just like jump into it is is like cleaning up my room. Yeah, because I turn on music and I just like kind of go into another state of mind for an hour or so. And, and it's just like, oh, okay. Put the sheet on the bed. Stuff the pillows into the pillowcases. Right. It's just like, oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, what else are you going to think about? Yeah. You're like totally focused on it. And that's how it was uh, for me washing the house. I, I don't know. But you asked fun activity. I don't, I mean, <sighs> I haven't really been doing anything fun other than like watching TV. I mean, I don't know. I really like cooking. I think that this is a great time oh, to get into yeah. that. Uh I've been cooking a lot recently. A cookbook or like a cook YouTube video playlist. I just kind of like think of something and I'm like, man, I kind of wait. Like I, I think of like a, a food that I'm craving from downtown or something like that, and I'm like, man, (laughs) I wish I could go get that. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'll cook it. And then I look up a recipe and sort of just go by that. But freestyle. Yeah, I've been cooking a lot recently, and some of the stuff turned out really good. I made these like. Do you uh, cook for your family or just No, yeah, I cook for I cook for dinner uh some days out of the week. Like the other day I made these like uh kebabs with like the you know, I don't know what it's called. It's like the like the yogurt sauce, like uh, it's like yogurt and chives oh. and lemon and stuff like that. And uh I put it in some pita and then I made this like uh like weird Mediterranean grain salad or something. But I mean, it was really good. It was a really weird change. Like if you're not, if you're not into like, if you're not like outlandish and you don't, or not outlandish, but if you, if you're not willing to try new dishes, cooking can be mundane because all the, 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 the safety dishes right, are usually right. pretty easy to make. But even in that it's, it's good to like, if you know how to master a dish, like really well, like you can make one dish down packed easy every time. It's a really good feeling. Cause it's like, you always have a standby. That's uh yeah, that's something I should try, I guess. Well, spring breaks over now, so I don't know, but I have my mom who always cooks and then yeah. next door Nina always cooks. Yeah. So it's like, I never feel the need really. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's cool. I think I would have to definitely consult some sort of like book or. I think you should try. It. I think everyone. I think everyone should at least. Everyone who like tries cooking seems to like it. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you if you don't know how to make anything, I mean, come on, at least learn how to make like. Ever, it's so easy to make a, any breakfast dish. Just learn how to make like eggs or pancakes or like. Even like make pasta, oh, yeah. like it's it's not hard to do the simple mm-hmm. things. Like you need to know how to make the basics. And that it was gonna be actually a, a somewhat genius sponsored show. We were gonna have yeah. Ethan Alderson <laughs> try to cook food, but they never yeah. got around to doing it, or he didn't want to, or something. Well, he's going to Ethan. You're. I hope you listen to this. I hope Nathaniel makes you hear this when he listens to it. Inevitably, <laughs> you. You need to do your cooking show. It's going to be good. I promise. Yeah, it'll be funny. They haven't... I think the biggest thing is they couldn't figure out, like, what the format would be. Yeah. I think it's like... I was just thinking, like, you know... I don't know. It seems cliche, but it, it's cliche because it works. Like, you know, YouTuber in their kitchen, they just kind of put a camera in their kitchen, like, start doing whatever. Yeah, have you seen... Uh, did I ask this? Have you seen Drunk Kitchen with Hannah Hart? 
have not. It's it's like a very old. I don't know if she's still doing it. I just remember Daniel Newland showed it to me in middle school, and she like gets drunk and cooks, and it's pretty funny. But I think it would be something similar to that, like an amateur, you know, cooking amateur session. Amateur chef trying to make. But I think cool. definitely if I if I cooked, I would enjoy all the cooking shows a whole lot more because I just find them very dull at some points. I it's, don't know. I think it's for me like cooking is like. You know, we were just talking about, like, that sort of, like, easy state of mind, like, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that is, like, cleaning your room is. It's like that, but I almost feel like it's it's better for, at least me, because I really do enjoy the activity of cooking, so it's like you're kind of just doing something and relaxing, but at the same time, you have something to look forward to at the end, you know, great meal. Yeah, 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 and, and that's the same a clean room would be your incentive. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. But I think that's why like <laughs> when you take some of the chefs and put them on a cooking show where it's like countdown time and they're like, ah, and they go absolutely <laughs> insane because they're used to like a very peaceful vibe when yeah. they're cooking probably. Yeah, yeah. And then you just throw them into this like time crunch and it's, and they're like, uh, oh, God. That's the funniest part for me is, yeah. is when they're like, seeing them rush. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so, like, not the cooking vibe I imagine. Because, like, yeah. when I think of, like, a chef, I think of classical music playing over the stereo and them, like. With a big chef spring- hat and a yeah, curly Sprinkling mustache. some, like, spices on really slowly <laughs> and aesthetically and then, like, grabbing another little You think of the commercials and- for restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think of a highly cultured uh, scenario. <laughs> yeah. The advertising has deceived me. Yes. Really plays in. I- advertising really influences... A lot of our preconceptions, Sebastian, if you I know. if you really think about it. A lot of our preconceptions and a lot of our uh what's it called? What's oh man, I can't think. Like stereotypes? I don't know. Uh, intuitions. Intuitions. That's what I was oh, gonna okay. say. Oh, okay. Uh well actually intuitions are more influenced by your past experiences sort of subconsciously coming about, but uh, I mean, commercials have a big part in that as well, which is interesting. Right. Yeah, what you expect when you, yeah, you know, get a product, it's always different from what the. I feel like I would crush it in advertising, though. Like, you know, I could probably like. You have a soothing voice. You can make anything sound good. With no, 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 good no, no, voice. no. I wouldn't be the vocal guy. I'd be the idea guy. Really. <laughs> feel like I could do okay. well. So if I, okay, can I pitch you something right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, And then yeah. make it sound appealing. I'm just going to look ar- around this room. Give me a sec. <laughs> He's up. He's on the move. I see like some honey pots and dish soap. Oh, he's bringing something. Okay, I found. I'll come sh- up with an ad idea for it. I found a really strange item. Uh, uh, actually, I don't even know what this is. Uh, <laughs> it's this duck thing. It's like a a duck on a string. <laughs> I I want you to come up with a use and an effective ad. 
how are they going to see it? Oh, okay. Right. I'm sorry. Audio listeners. You got to like really explain. This. Oh, that's. It's a. Uh, so imagine a duck, but imagine it's made of like flexible plastic. And then straight through the center of that duck, there is a white string. And instead of a neck, it doesn't connect because like the head sort of just is loose and flaps around. Because All right. it's not connected to the body, it's connected yeah, by the I'm string. Yeah, thinking, I'm thinking dog toy or, like, shoe rubber. Shoe rubber? That's, what does that mean? <laughs> like, you pick it by the head mm-hmm. and the tail, and you stick your shoe on it, and you, like, rub up and down. Okay, okay. And it, like, what, what's cleans, the appeal to a shoe cleans rubber? Cleans the bottom of your shoe. Okay, okay, let me see, <laughs> let me see. He's trying it out. I'm trying to to rub this piece of <laughs> duck plastic. It's got some treads. Shoe. It's got some treads in the middle. So I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I was gonna come up with like a a television ad idea, but like if I don't know what a product is, okay, I'm not. Okay, I, I suppose you're right. I'll I'll get something simpler. Uh. How would you make a, an ad for uh, iced coffee? Iced coffee? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'd probably like... All right. So here's, here's, the, here's the setting. You've got... Like, they're on, like, the surface of Mars, right? Okay. And they're, like, burning up. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, the sun beating down, and it's, like... Uh, spacemen though because you got to throw in a weird setting to grab everyone's attention so they can't just be like on earth because people are going to fast forward yeah you need people's attention span so boom they're on mars they're burning they're burning they don't have a space suit and they're like "Ah!" and then he's like i'm so tired and his friend gives him a cup of coffee and he's like no, it's hot coffee. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Make, can you it's be gonna like? Make me... I need like a like really vivid. Is it like what kind of cup is it like? Oh, it's in like a it's in a coffee mug. Okay, it's in a. Mug. It's like a cup of hot coffee that he's prepared. Okay, does he and... have like a coffee rig out there, like on a generator <laughs> <laughs> on Mars? Yeah, that's what he brings. Okay, that's of course that's what I would bring if I were going to Mars. <laughs> So it's and so he's like he's like no it's hot I'm going to I'm going to be like I'm so gonna burn. warm now uh. I'm going to burn uh. and then his friends like dude good thing I brought some ice so he just like <laughs> he takes a big thing of ice and like dumps it on top of him and like a bunch of the ice falls into the coffee and it's like we get a nice close-up shot of the ice falling in. Oh, so it's like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, you get that little and, like splash, like. And then like he like lays back onto an ice cube, that's like huge, and drinks mm-hmm. the iced coffee, and like looks uh, super chill. Uh, like and <laughs> super chill. So we get him to be like. Is he still in the spacesuit? By the way, on the ice pad. No, he's. No, he's on Mars without a spacesuit. He's just oh, a spaceman. Like he just he could breathe. <laughs> no, is, like is he, he has a is he, he has human? A mask. 
Yeah, he's human. Oh wait, no, he's not. <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna idea. say, how is his good idea? How is his skin like? He could be a Mars alien. Okay, even aliens like iced coffee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. But I'm that doesn't really this. appeal to my my human side. Like I'm I'm not an alien. All right, I'm gonna rework this. Okay. So, Earth sends a rocket ship to Mars with iced coffee on it for the aliens <laughs> for the aliens because <laughs> aliens notoriously love iced coffee well we don't know that yet we, we, that's what we they, figure out once they try it they really love it <laughs> <laughs> and then the slogan is uh good enough for an alien good enough for you or something <laughs> <laughs> you know i gotta be honest uh you got the part you're, yes. <laughs> you're coming along. Very, I like the ideas. I think. Uh, I think that maybe like it's uh, all about being I being outlandish. Yeah. You know, like like Geico sometimes hits you with those like, you know, what is it like not saving with Geico? And then it's like a super random scenario that's super funny, and you're like, whoa, that's whoa. memorable. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, but like also. Uh, <laughs> What about um most commercials like that I could think of like that were good commercials had like yes a strange scenario but somehow that it was like a reoccurring thing like the Geico has the Geico lizard that's like reoccurring so yeah. so does so we have a theme here at the the iced coffee company okay that is like Aliens. Aliens. Okay. Right? So it always aliens oh, wait, wait, in a wait. weird situation. Oh, no. Too cliche to make the slogan out of this world. No. So no, 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 no. we've got to rework that to make it a little more our own, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can't really do anything with it because I don't have the name of the company. Because if I did, then I could kind of work the name of the company into the slogan to make sure it has like a good meter the and maybe o- even a okay. rhyme. The you know only, what I mean? Like the only uh, coffee company that I could. Th- okay. Well, okay. So is this like a, a make it at home coffee or is it like you go to the store? That's and you what get this coffee? you, you like you okay. held up a, a mason jar. And so I was thinking like. You make this. At you're home. just trying to advise people to drink iced coffee rather than hot coffee. <laughs> okay, so it's like <laughs> because there would be no company just, that is solely trying to promote iced coffee. <laughs> well, I mean, there could be a company that. Okay, so at my house we have like Nespresso. I, I don't know any other coffees. We have like Nespresso like thingies that you put in the coffee machine, right? And you brew coffee. Maybe this company has like. It's got you coffee it specifically made to brew iced coffee. Yeah, you put it in and it comes out cold. Uh, oh, okay. It comes out cold and Whoa. then like on the machine, it's like a yeah, fridge the, you like, can put ice in it. Does this exist? Because I know coffee shops have like the nitro cold brew or whatever. Yeah. It yeah. would be that, but like a Keurig or a Nespresso. So you could have a cold brew thing in your house. Michael, pull that up. Uh <laughs> Does uh, this product exist? Uh, I don't know. Iced coffee brand. Hold on, Michael's Michael's looking it up. Um, oh yeah. W- we try. You can share share screen. 
we tried 10 grocery store iced coffees, and here's the best one. Rise Brewing Co. California Unsweetened Black Label Cold Brew. Chameleon Cold Brew. Oh! Oh, okay. This is interesting, actually. It's not like you... You don't... It's not coffee that you brew and put ice in and, like, add the milk yourself. These companies are getting, like... Okay, imagine, like, uh, an orange juice, like thing of like orange juice like the things that you put in your fridge you yeah know, you pour a glass if you want it they're doing that but with iced coffee like you get uh, like a thing of iced coffee or of just like black coffee that you put in iced coffee and that's how they're marketing it uh, ah, that makes sense. yeah i don't know uh, we're we're learning a lot about the uh, iced coffee industry yeah. But I'm not seeing anything for an at-home cold brew machine where okay. you can put the pot in and it does it for you. Yeah. Unless I'm terribly ignorant on this iced coffee. This industry, I just am not. Br- I think we This is a million dollar idea. Okay, I'm I'm look uh, or Michael pull that up. Ice coffee. Solo podcast. We're now entrepreneurs. I'm ready to put it in my bio. <laughs> We're going to have to keep this private. Iced coffee brewing machine. Tet. Oh, there are cold brew makers. Uh. Ah. Uh, but we'll make. Oh, but none of these. Co- okay, okay. We have an edge on them because none of these cold brew <laughs> machines have ice dispensers. Oh. Like, all right. We could. Uh, this is like where the money's at. We we <laughs> brew the coffee cold, but. None of these machines you cannot like you can't just dispense ice into your coffee as you as it comes out, you know? Yeah. That's the million dollar concept. These guys they they've got it all wrong. They've got their cold yeah, yes. brews, their nitro brewing machines, but I mean what's all really right. happening? Ice into the coffee. Infused. Infused, so it's like oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh dude! Ice cubes. But they're not water. They're oh coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. We figured Hopefully it out. Hopefully people won't realize that they yeah. could just put ice cubes in the freezer or coffee in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I, imagine going to your friend's house and they pull out an ice tray and you're like, oh, I just need some ice for my Coke. And it's just like black coffee. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's our company. It's called Exotic Ice, and all we do is just take all the weirdest liquids and make them ice by just sticking them in an ice tray. Yeah, and no one's ever thought of this before. And then we package it in, like, a cooler, so it comes with a cooler. Like tartar sauce, ice cubes. And and so we've got to create a cooler that has, like, subdividers in it, and so we fill it up with each flavor. Of exotic uh. ice, so you get like a little package in the mail of exotic ice, <laughs> like like ketchup and mayonnaise. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ketchup ice. Oh. I think this could change the American cuisine game because I mean you could yeah you what could if, just you then think- add whatever flavor you want in ice and it will like slowly seep into the dish. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a oh man, it's like a different way of blending the flavors together. Yeah. 
Oh, man. We're dude, geniuses, dude. Call me Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> call me Elon Musk. Exotic ice. If anyone Exotic listens ice. to this and steals that idea, I'm we're, we're, copywriting. Yeah, well, it's, already, I'm, I'm it's already patent pending. You guys are getting sued, so don't even try it. <laughs> it's uh, like the dumbest thing I've just packaging <laughs> <laughs> sending out no no we don't even like send them out in special boxes they're just in cardboard boxes so they're all melted, melted by the time melted. they get there <laughs> it's just little trays full of ketchup and mayonnaise you just get a, a cardboard box of like liquid <laughs> seeping through shows up at your doorstep it's like oh it smells awful and you just <laughs> pick it up and it's it's just full of liquid oh my god it's like and they, they all like go together like it's just it's just so gross no one wants it but no one knows what it's one of those things no one knows why they buy it but they need it everyone will buy everyone it. needs this mom i need more exotic ice <laughs> i need more exotic ice for my like what what's the what's what's the for my i need it for uh, uh, for anything, really. I mean, yeah. Spice so, up okay, your day. Okay, so here's how we ex- expand. We put, we make a new machine. Okay. That can, that's like a water bottle. You put the ice in there in like a capsule, and it will liquefy. Why put don't it we- a- <laughs> It's just a, a long, drawn-out way of getting juice. It's, it's like, we don't make juices. We make ices that you have to buy a product to liquefy. <laughs> it makes it more pure. And we sell some ah. BS about how the icing process brings out all the, the flavor, nitro more. molecules and that will more alkaline. Cancer. Everyone loves to say alkaline. So <laughs> alkaline. It's it alkaline, the alkaline. Like and then the we we sell a new attachment that can turn the newly liquefied substance into vape. So you can vape <laughs> it as well. It's it's literally just like the Apple dongle of <laughs> Of a of products, it's just Dude, a it's company like, based it's off such of... a scheme. They yeah. have to buy three things just to vape and two things just to drink juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've really been fi- finding myself craving. A, so a, we take a mayonnaise vape. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we start out. We take like mango fruit. Oh, it, it's like the alternative it. for all the freshmen. Yeah, okay. We squeeze it into the mango. ice uh, tray. Uh-huh. We freeze it. We put it in the cooler and ship it to you. So now you have mango ice. Yeah. Uh, so at, at first we sell the ice as like, you know, flavor up your water with yeah, cool, cool mango gimmick. ice. Yeah. So it melts into your water and you get a little fruity infusion or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the icing process actually brings out the uh, proto-sterile alkalines so that uh, your liver and your gut will actually yeah. become uh, bacteria-free. And so like that's it, it boosts, it boosts your. It has a bunch of vitamin D. It'll boost your immune system. Uh, yes. I mean, and you only get that if you uh, use the ice, not if you buy mangoes. Yeah. Or... No, because the freezing process it it brings out these things in the ice. <laughs> and then, 
once people are acclimated to the industry, we boom, we drop the newest product. We become like Apple. We drop a new thing every yeah. year. And okay. our consumers are so hooked. Okay. I, I like I, this. I'm going to say this very quietly so no one hears it. Okay. We're going to put nicotine in them like a lot so that people become addicted to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now, like, this they're hooked. This is a good idea. But they don't know that there's nicotine. <laughs> this is a good idea. I so like then, this. Then we're like, all right, now you can melt the ice. Uh-huh. And it'll still have all the vitamins that you want in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we oh, give them the special water Dude, bottle. we could do... We could, like... I, th- I say we buy into the pseudoscience completely, okay? Like, we market to, like... We market to, like, old people to get off their medication because this will vaccinate and it'll save you. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't like get your that. flu shot. Get mango ice. It's a it's vaccination. It's like alternative medicine now. Yeah, it's alternative medicine. Exactly. But you can't use any other medicine or juice no, 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 or you, any other uh, that, product. That, yeah, because it, it messes with the the alignment of the the alkaline and molecules people (laughs) having so much of it that they're just absolute nicotine (laughs) yeah yeah and they they don't even know (laughs) and then they're they're just like because we're feeding them all this just like the placebo effect kicks in they get an immune system boost and they're like it's working (laughs) have you ever seen uh jilly juice yeah yeah uh, jilly that's exactly what i was thinking of (laughs) <laughs> that's i couldn't remember the name of it she goes on dr phil she's like it will regrow limbs it will cure cancer it will uh, it, <laughs> you gay is a condition and it could be solved with jilly juice <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing one I've woman ever heard. and she just sends jilly juice in mason jars and it's like it's just like what even salt it's like, it's like celery and blended, blended up raw steak and like yeah. just salt it's like she's like and it'll she's like, cure you need to drink autism it'll make three you of them straight. a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're just like getting like sodium poisoning and, and they bring dying. a real doctor onto it and he's like no he's like this is three times it's the recommended vegetables of salt and salt <laughs> and she's like speak for yourself but it worked for me so <laughs> we haven't had enough tests to show that it brings back limbs but yeah so does. what we need is for the medical community to buy a huge shipment of jelly juice so that they can perform tests with it what is, if we had a imagine. collab jelly juice <laughs> x ice collab oh my god exotic ice jelly juice that would go that would charts. bang, dude. We would make trillions, billions, <laughs> even thousands. <laughs> we're not, hey, we're not going global. We're going international. Yo, no, we're going interplanetary. We're advertising on Mars, dude. Aliens want the ice. <laughs> How did this? How did this podcast become what it is? All right. We're at the 48th minute. <laughs> I'm sure you raw. guys have really enjoyed this. <laughs> Just uh, freestyle of events. Free freestyle advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Someone in advertising is going to hear this. I'm sure, and, and we're going to get gonna hired make immediately. Billions. <laughs> okay.
Entrepreneur, so, entrepreneur. So uh, we have other topics, right? We do. We do. We have three. <laughs> other, we have three other topics. <laughs> that wasn't even a topic. That was just that was some <laughs> freestyle. That was a side tangent. I that thought was it was some epic. talent. That I was thought some it was talent. epic. We have some comedy. Imp- God. We have some improvisation skills. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's it's the whole it's the yes and thing. We were doing it without even noticing. Yeah, yeah, it was epic. Um, so. I'd like to I'd like to talk about something that I thought about the other day. Okay. Generation Z. Our kids are going to be able to go on social media and find a literal life record of us. Like it it may not seem that alarming, but if you do embarrassing things and post them and don't delete them, your kids are going to be able to make fun yeah. of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eternally. I mean, Everyone knows internet is an eternal archive. You're never going right. to get rid of it. It's going to so, be there, and dude. And I, I just never thought about how, like, if I do have what? kids, they'll be able to see. Because I don't, I mean, I'm not going to. They'll delete. be able to listen to 16-year-old you on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hi, kids. How are you? Oh, my God. Hello, like, hello, kids. <laughs> dude, I don't, shout out my kid. That's epic. Oh. <laughs> uh, because... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It just it was alarming because there's some people who I feel like will mature a lot more than where they are now. No, a lot of people are gonna be I and mean, forget to delete. Everyone's gonna all be drastically their, different. I hope all of their accounts, and then their kids are gonna go on there and be like, "Uh, dad." <laughs> they're, gonna, they're just gonna like uh be scrolling through Reddit one day, and they're gonna be like top posts of all time on like some weird subreddit they're gonna be like dad this butt butt liquor 69 guy seems a lot like you <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> dad who is Fine. butt liquor 69 is that you <laughs> why are you, <laughs> why are you <laughs> uh, need some censored jokes Hey dad, who is you slash porn connoisseur? Yeah. <laughs> hey dad, why were you top of all time on r slash traps aren't gay? Because <laughs> it, it's like your virtual footprint has never been there for your kids before. Yeah. Our parents don't have a virtual footprint. They started <laughs> Facebook the same time we started everything else. So their virtual footprint only goes back like a decade or two. Mm-hmm. And they already had kids by that point, and so it's all tame. But, yeah, I'm just thinking about all the old tweets, all the old Instagram posts. Have you ever had to do, like, a school project where you have to look into your family's past? Like, uh, it is kind so hard. I, I tried to find records of my grandfather, and it is so hard to find any of that. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. In the future— yeah. I mean, it's not, my, my, my mom, kid could know my whole life story without even talking to me. That's insane. Yeah. You don't have to sit them around and, like, talk to them anymore. And you that's, can be like, But that hey, sucks, kid. too. I could be like, hey, son, let me tell you this awesome story uh, from when I was your age. And he's mm. like, no, I've heard it on the podcast already. Like, what are, that would ruin the whole thing. What a evening. waste of opportunity. Like, right now, if I want to see anything about my parents' childhood... They've got to like open up these old books of photographs yeah. and like try and remember what they were from and pull out the VCRs and 
you know, look at this. This is what my mom took on the camera recorder when I was your age. It's like, it's not efficient at all. Yeah. I barely know about my parents' childhood. And my kids are going to know everything about my childhood, which is quite strange. That but, is strange. Know. But, I mean, I think that as generations progress further, uh, a lot of the, we've been more and more in our own heads about everything. Like, I'm, I think that I am safely saying that our generation is more selfish than uh, the generations previous to us, and generations further are more selfish than uh, us. Well, are I, we I, selfish or more entitled? Or not selfish, but self-centered. Like, oh, okay. Like, pay yeah, attention yeah, yeah. to their own lives more than they pay attention to other people's. So, do you think that that also applies to... I, I mean, imagine how that's going to be in our kids if it's just like an exponential growth. Maybe they won't even care to look at how we were. Oh, yeah. They'll just be totally consumed by whatever virtual reality, yeah. cool, yeah. new thing there is. I Well, I don't know. I think there's just always an interest there. Like, I don't think one generation is enough to take away interest in history and ancestry because no i think that those are i mean I'll, i don't know if it's just because it's been drilled into my head and generations previous to me but all the uh the the main cores in school and like the arts i think are eternal values that every generation is going to have because i mean right. they're they're eternally important and universally interested in in most people so i mean yeah and and also if you really think about way down the line i mean centuries from now they yes. look they'll be able to look back at when the internet began as long as humans are still around hopefully yeah and have every record of what went on there you know what i mean as opposed to right now with history we get some of it you know, we find, we dig up some of the documents and stuff from previous times, and no one really started recording history until, like, you know, empires were built and, and yeah. they had people doing that job. But before that, we don't, we kind of have to really do some archaeology and digging to figure out what was going on and you piece really it have, together. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that for the most part, at least from, what we have now we have a pretty good idea of what went on you know yeah a long know, time I, I ago think, but, but now it's much easier to understand the cultural side of that how yeah. the how the people were feeling like we we understood the the higher ups like we understood the government and how yeah. that was working but now we could that was like 20 million feet up now we could see it from everyone has a voice yeah. an eternal voice we could see it from the citizens all the way to the president now now we just now we don't just hear what the president thinks the citizens are thinking we hear the citizens and what the president thinks we hear everything yeah. which yeah. is crazy yeah that's going to be it's going to be a a big Interesting time. turning point in you know history textbooks centuries from now well, they're gonna if be they're, like, all right. they're not going to be textbooks. Oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, virtual whatevers. They're going to be like, okay, at about the turn of 
the 21st century, the internet came around, and not only did this start the information age where if you have access to the internet, you basically can access any information you want Anything to, you which want. was never there before, but it also gives us infinitely more records of what was going on, and now we have documented tweets, you know, yeah. uh, documents, others social media sites internet websites and everything that's just totally archived for any historian to go back to and so and then the problem is well is there too much so is it going to be confusing to pick how do you, out what's how do you actually shift important? through what's right. important and what's just what uh, oh especially moving into the future with this whole uh this whole concept of deep fakes and this whole idea of uh pulling up what someone said in the past one time 10 years ago and defining them as their reality by that. So it's going to be incre I think it's going to be increasingly harder to understand what is real and what is fake and uh alongside that discerning what is important to remember and what is not. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to go through all kinds of stuff just to maybe try and find something that would be important and then you're stuck reading the 50th reddit post about the same thing yeah know? and you know your uncle's journal about his diarrhea and you're like <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't need this yeah Oh, but man. maybe the on the next page maybe he says something beautiful and inspiring that is perfectly poignant about whatever topic in history it is going through at the time so you know you got to keep reading you got to bear the diarrhea passages to get to the good stuff yeah but it is definitely going to be it's going to be a new type of archaeology but i don't think it'll go away because yeah. what before was a mound of dirt had to be dug away to get to the fossils or the uh ancient is now a mound of databases right of right home videos artifacts is the yeah. word i was looking for it's yeah you now have to sift through all this virtually archived stuff to find the good yeah good things but who decides what is uh what is history that's pretty meta i don't know uh, uh i mean well who decides what is uh important to remember i believe yeah. is what you were trying to say because i mean everything yeah. is history yeah yeah but uh, like the mainstream yeah you know? yeah like what i mean i'm sure i hate talking about covid19 the pandemic is certainly a place in history that's important to right. remember right but um you yeah know. i think about that a lot uh just about you know the on the grand scheme of things when people are forced to put the 2010s into a paragraph, yeah, my entire childhood will be reduced to a paragraph. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What will they say? And it's the same way if you think about how we talk about the Paleolithic times on a page of the history textbook. It's like that was hundreds of thousands of years or like 100,000 years of yeah. people... Of people just generations figuring it out. and generations yeah. and generations, and they get a page. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's That's it's, time dilation. It's pretty interesting. With uh, everything, but whatever. <laughs> I think. Uh, do you ever think about like the reverse of that? Like, for some reason, often I think about uh, like what <laughs> if wrote, what if you dropped like 
a really useless piece of technology. Like, what if I brought my portable charger and, like, went back to 1980 and just dropped it on some techie's lap and then just left? I mean, what what would they what would they do? Do you think that they would be able to f- make something magnificent out of this, or they'd just oh, be yeah, flustered yeah. and confused? Yeah. Well, that's what that's what you get with some of the reports. Uh, have you ever listened to the conspiracy theory uh, podcast uh, with Joe Rogan and Bob Lazar? I have not. This guy says, okay, this guy says he worked at Area 51. And I'm not validating. Oh, this. okay. I, <laughs> right, I know. Right, right. I know this exactly is how the Area podcast you talking about. Kind of became a thing. It. I don't 100% believe it. He worked there, and he, uh, he had all these stories. Uh, I. I remember. I. I didn't actually but listen to the episode. I mean, it's. Inc- I mean, it's really interesting because if you kind of suspend your disbelief for the few hours that you listen to that episode, you'll be, you know, mind blown moment, but. He talks about how uh, apparently they had some sort of alien technology propulsion device that used gravity to like bend the gravitational field in front of it that would then propel the thing forward into it. If that makes sense, I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Their task was to take that and try and replicate it, but they couldn't do it. So mm. if that's like. If, I think it would be the same way if you went back, you know, far enough and gave them a piece of modern technology. Yeah. Not only do they not know what the phone is, once they figure out what it is and what it does, all of the different components that make up the phones haven't been discovered either. No, so yeah, they're... I think about this a lot, actually. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine how much of a god you would be if, like, you went back to, like, Roman times and you brought, like, a hoverboard with you. Like, people would <laughs> praise you. Holy, oh my God. Could you imagine that? That'd be sick. Like, they would just have no idea. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Or, like, even if you played, like, a song or, like, a dubstep song, like, they've never heard anything that sounds remotely like that. What are they going to do? They're going to, like, just... they're going to write a prophecy about you. I mean. <laughs> yeah, drop, drop one of those classic, you know, vaping hoverboard uh, speaker guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. Rome for a day. I mean, and he, just he's let a him deity. ride around, <laughs> make sure he doesn't say anything, <laughs> and then pull him back out. And then, yeah. that, <laughs> and then hundreds of years later, there's just a bust of some guy with like uh, <laughs> New Year's glasses that say 2013 and like <laughs> a big box mod vape is <laughs> like a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we read about. That's what we read about in history books. He's got a backwards flat uh, baseball cap. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't think I think time travel is 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 science fiction. I don't think it will happen. Stephen Hawking already proved that it's not going to. I think it's because, too dangerous to happen. I think that. Well, yeah. I well, mean, if yeah, we, what if they we might ever... have is time travel is possible but the government is like yeah no way if we ever came across that it it would be too damaging and too dangerous to test out i think right or there's just our era right now just isn't important enough to be time traveling back to or our era right now is a result of like a a different timeline like oh someone dropped someone someone dropped back. the internet in 1980 something 
to the military. Actually, in the first timeline, wasn't invented until like 2045. And they were just like, how will this alter things? What? (laughs) That's insane. So we're just living in a complete alternate. I mean, none of us may have even existed if not for the internet. No, dude, can you imagine? Like someone like, oh, you want another censored joke? Like, what if like uh, someone went back to like uh, the early 1900s and like stepped on an ant and were like, oh shoot, I'm not supposed to be here. And then went back to the modern day and they, <laughs> they read a history book and it says something about Hitler. They're like, who's Hitler? It's because they stepped on an ant. <laughs> yeah, that's the classic butterfly effect. Oh, man. But I think that you know, would they go back to the new reality they've created or just go back to there? Because imagine, because uh, I'm I'm uh, saying time travel as if someone could go back, alter something, and then go uh, back to their time, and it would be the same, and all they would have done is just created a new timeline. Mm-hmm. This is assuming that, like, multiverse is a thing. Yeah, yeah. So yes. every time there's a choice, there's a new there's, uh, timeline. yeah. Dude, but someone could have just... came back and dropped COVID on us and been like, "All right, let's see what timeline this uh, it's, does." It's it's and... it's stupid because you can't really prove if it's true or not, and it it seems so obviously not true. But then again, just to play devil's advocate for a second, I mean, that could just be because we have oh, our brain just has no way of being able to comprehend that reality existing yeah Yeah. very much could be but who's and then in the future we find a way to like keep record of all the different timelines oh that's too much information dude that's like that's like when we're like uploaded to the cloud and we're just it's just information (laughs) overload dude yeah it's i don't know it's science fiction stuff but it's fun to think about it's it's kind of cool just to think about like the meta meta (laughs) <laughs> what's happening what could be going i mean there's plenty of smart people today who entertain the possibility that we could just be in a simulation yes i mean that's matrix very style because it's i mean we couldn't tell at all and they think that the probability that oh my god hold oh my god oh my god someone is manufacturing this experience for our consciousness is way higher than the probability that we are the first ones Oh, uh, what's what's his name? It's uh, it, I I just thought of this because it linked directly to what you were saying about how important people think that there's a possibility that we are in a simulated reality. Because actually, what's his name? Rene Des Descartes. Oh, the, oh, the French oh, philosopher. Descartes, Descartes the yeah. guy who. He was uh, he was a notorious skeptic who uh, questioned everything, and he had th- there was an analogy that he gave where uh, he said, "Who's to say that I am not just part of like uh, the evil man's scheme?" And like he he like said like the only it's like if I had a basket of apples and one of them was rotten, the only way to discern which one of them is rotten, which ones are real, is, is to, to empty the basket and yeah. analyze all of them. So it's interesting that Elon Musk 
of all people, says we're in a virtual reality because actually an ancient philosophical uh, thinker thought the same thing. Uh, if you don't know who that is, you you probably know at least the only no, yeah, the just, only real uh the, or I think the therefore most, I am. Yeah, that's like the most recognizable philosophical right. quote ever. It's uh I, actually, I found one quote from him. It is possible that I am dreaming right now and that all of my perceptions are false. Yeah, yeah, then... yeah. I think there he he uh eventually he like dedicated his life to examining all parts of his life. And eventually, uh, in one of his books he wrote, he, he wrote, I think, therefore I am. But the context of which he wrote that is, he was writing that to say, even if I cannot prove that everything around me is real, I could prove that I am at least real because I'm thinking and I know that I'm thinking. Yeah. But do you so, know what the next thing he concluded was? God is real. <laughs> 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 that was the logical next step of <laughs> I yeah. am real as God is real, which is strange. Uh, but that, yeah. have you ever uh, gone into some of those uh, f- philosophical arguments for God? There are no, a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on one second. I'm sorry. This is going to turn to a little bit of a philosophy class, students. Um, Do you have a I, philosophy notebook? You're not in philosophy. Uh. uh I'm I'm going to sound like such a dweeb. Um No, 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 no. I I started a online course uh a, f- a philosophy course and I was taking I've been taking notes for a little while now. Um Oh, yeah. So Well, I I mean, I've watched the uh crash course philosophy videos. So. Oh, you've watched all of them. Uh I I started those. That's uh yeah. I was taking notes on the Crash Course uh, philosophy course along with other things. Um, have you heard of Anselm de Cant- uh, of Canterbury? Oh, yeah. He was one of the, the god people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His argument was like uh, God is that of which no greater can be conceived. And oh, yeah. Is this the ontological Yeah, ontological argument. argument. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. If God is that which uh, cannot be conceived, then da-da-da-da-da. Therefore, uh, if you can't conceive him, if, he, if he's the greatest thing to ever be conceived, and that uh, which is greater in reality is, which is better than which can be conceived, then he yeah. must be real. Oh, and here's then, like, a concise one. Uh, <sighs> it is possible that a maximally great being exists. If it is possible that a maximally great being exists, then a maximally great being exists in some possible world. If a maximally great being exists in some possible world, then it exists in every possible world. If a maximally great being exists in every possible world, then it exists in the actual world. If a maximally great being exists in the actual world, then a maximally great being exists. Yeah, but so, yeah, there that's, that al- the argument that's the has- long-winded. The argument has a fallacy. But it fallacy. does beg the question. Yes, it the, does beg the question. The argument has a fallacy because uh, a predecessor of him, who actually did believe in God, uh, falsified his argument. It's interesting that uh, even religious philosophical thinkers, um, even if they are Christian, can point out the fallacies in uh, the arguments of those who are Christian. Um, right. So another Christian religious philosophical thinker pointed out the fallacy in that in which you could say uh, there is 
a beautiful island of which all your greatest desires exists. Uh, if I can imagine the greatest island that ever existed. The greatest island that ever existed would only be better if it existed in reality. And therefore, if I could imagine it, it must exist in some possible reality. And therefore, if it exists in some possible reality, it could re- exist in our reality. And therefore, it exists. I mean, you could yeah. say it, the it, argument... It, it basically, it, the argument lets you take anything that you've imagined. You could and sub- if you put yeah. the word best in front of it, it, it you can then say it exists. You, you, you could substitute framework. God with anything. That's right, why the right. argument is flawed. Because obviously... Everything that I could think of does not exist. Right. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's... Uh, that, but they're all very interesting to read and, and think about. Yes. Because... Uh, and, and back to what you were saying about how they're Christian. Everyone's Christian. So what they're doing is they're starting with the assumption that obviously God exists. And then yeah. they're just trying to use science or whatever... And logic to prove it, mm-hmm. which leads to a lot of flawed arguments because they end up starting off with the very assumption that God exists yes. and then just doing circular reasoning to get back to it. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, another interesting philosophical thinker of the 20th century uh, said that uh, he was like sort of like against what uh, what's his name? Ah, God. I always forget his name. Father of modern psychology. Sigmund Freud. Freud, Freud, Freud. He was like sort of against uh, Freudian thought. And he was like, science proves, uh, science predicts what happens in the future as to suited science, which explains what happened in the past. And he was using that argument against Freud because Freud could prove that, um, I mean, you're upset about losing your job because of uh because you have not a strong connection with your family equally as he could prove that as you have too strong of a connection with your family oh yeah so he this thing i forgot i'm blanking on the name of this thinker but basically they were saying uh freudian psychology is pseudoscience because it explains the past as to real science which explains the future which i mean it makes sense but i still think it's flawed but uh yeah well yeah i mean everything has to explain the past because if you're explaining something because how else would you conduct a scientific experiment if not collecting data and seeking to explain what happened yes I, i let's see uh, no, I'm not seeing his name. Uh, pseudoscience. My general understanding is of pseudoscience is just that it's um, not real. Sounds scientific, <laughs> but it's not. but it's not like based on any sort of logic. It's mm-hmm. just kind of drawing conclusions based on assumptions. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we can get into. I I had a, a psychological. Uh, inquiry and we're it's going to be a little bit pseudoscientific but uh i think it's interesting because i discovered today an article online uh where a journalist a very 
well-respected journalist. Actually, we did an essay on one of her works in English class this year, wrote an essay that basically describes in different words what Hannah said happened to her with the whole God revelation. Mm-hmm. And she was saying she was 17 and she was depressed and then suddenly she had this weird moment where she thought she communed with some sort of transcendent being thing. I don't know. She and she's an atheist, but she still can't explain this event. Yes. Uh, from years ago. And she wrote a whole article about it uh, or she wrote a whole book about it. And I read an excerpt from that book and I actually sent it to Hannah and Miss Smith. Uh, and I have yet to receive a response from Miss Smith, but Hannah, I know, sent that she would read it. But I thought that was very interesting that basically the same thing has happened. I don't want to say the same thing because I'm waiting for Hannah to read it and verify that that's what she meant because she could come back and say, Yeah, that's not. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not what that's happened. That's not the to same experience. That's something I had, completely yeah. different. Yeah. But she could come back and say, Wow, she just put it into words. Great. And if that's the case, then we've got something. That could be a common, not a common phenomenon, but the fact that a mystical experience could be associated with whatever brain chemicals depression brings on. I don't know. It's 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 pseudoscientific, but I was thinking about it a little bit. Like, what if there is some sort of association between uh, God and being sad? Well, yeah, because we know depression has a lot to do with. Like serotonin imbalances, uh, I, I, has I'm a not lot. Try and has a lot to do with. Uh, well, I mean, I think a lot of the time when you're in a, a place where you truly feel hopeless, if you could yeah. find anything to grasp onto, uh, your I think your brain will probably try and latch onto that as as any sort of sense of hope will right. uplift you. So it could be that like your subconscious mind creates this an escape from the depressed state of your conscious mind, and it may stem from your intuitions of uh, how religion is formed around you as like as you've right, been brought right. up, right? You know, like if if you grew up in an area where religion was a large thing or a big thing, you know, uh, if you ever got to that state and you were always sort of skeptical. Uh, maybe subconsciously also, it's planted back in your head. You the know? interesting thing um, relating to what we were discussing before the podcast is the way that she described this experience was very similar to the way I've heard on many other podcasts uh, experiences with psychedelics usually play out. Uh, she was saying that you know, she was super interested in everything. Everything felt uh, connected and everything made her happy. And like all she this had stuff. a breakthrough? No, uh, I don't. She. It's hard to gather that it, it's the same feeling yeah. from the words of her article and the words I've heard from people who talk about having a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed very similar. It's almost like her brain... Because I know that psychedelic compounds imitate compounds that exist in small doses in our brains already. Yes, yes. And it could have just been that her brain produced a ton of the real ones and she had a psychedelic experience without actually 
having to consume psychedelics. Really cool. And I'm wondering if Hannah had the same exact thing. But I mean, the way Hannah described it, I couldn't really. We gotta have her. We gotta have her on again, at least for a short segment, to talk about uh, this coming back from. Right, because I was trying to dig, and she. It's very unexplainable. Obviously, when you have a mystical experience, you can't put it into words. Yeah. But Hannah was just like, "Yeah, I talked with God. There's no other way to, you know, say it." Which I completely understand, but I. I'm almost wishing that she reads this article and says, yes, that's how it felt. And then we have something to go off on from like a, you know, professional writer who is adept at describing things uh, that would indicate whatever Hannah went through was some sort of psychedelic uh, experience, but natural psychedelic experience, which is, I don't know. I was thinking about it, but could be all pseudoscience. Take everything I said with a grain of salt, but... It was fun to think about, so yeah, here it is. Yeah, good thought experiment. I think we got to <laughs> wrap it up. Uh, yeah. We will have to talk about Tiger King in the, in the next one. Yeah. You got to go watch it. I'll, I'll watch it, and then we'll talk about it. If we're on quarantine for another two weeks, uh, that was that was the only topic that I didn't get to, so okay. we can we can do that once you we'll watch it. We'll be late, it. but uh, we'll talk be about better it. better anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, thanks, guys, if you made it to the end. I know I say that in the outro anyway, but... Uh, uh, any final remarks? I don't know. Um, not everything is what it seems. Be a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, th- it's been great to have some social interaction. I don't want to leave, but I hope, you know, we're yeah, my running way over lunch. time. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. Uh, see you later. See ya. And that's it. If you made it all the way to the end, Thanks for being a real one. Before you click away, please consider going to anchor.fm slash somewhat genius to leave a small donation. This will be instrumental to improvements in episode quality and frequency, and it'll help us get even a studio type space and start posting video of episodes, which I've heard people really want. Also, please share this episode with your friends or on your socials and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.